is looking lovely. We hunters deep and we all over your country. Fresh low crest, never smelling musty. It's the dawn of the day, we all hungry. Steadily porter E and J and sit bubbly. It's the new dawn, new day, trust me. The flyest men upon the planets in your country. So he asked for and got hit. So you see me rocking low in levers. I'm steady tackling my old endeavors and I hold berettas to keep a cold aesthetic in the coldest weather. Reppin' the acapella, who the last tracks with Sedan and L. I be kicking raps till my pockets swell. The rap pioneer, double L, niggas in the flyers gear. Chillin' with your shorty, yeah, she buyin' beer. Cuzzlin' a whole case, I'm so laced. I hold papes to run a hoes chase through your whole state. I'm high gravity, you die tragically. Tryin' to battle me or even tryin' to grab the mic after me. I bring the old school back on you young cats who wear a mini skirts while you kicking them punk raps. The Bruce Brothers and we best women we can rip. Hello out there. Uh, my name is Khadija Clinton and I'm here hosting at Rock, um, my podcast, Willpower Unsurfaced. I'm here with my co-host, Lauren Baines, who will be with us today. We Getting a little, little rocky start. Um, before we start, like I said, this is a podcast, Willpower Unsurfaced. And our podcast is community-based and community activism. We'll be speaking about things that's going on in the community. We'll be hosting and featuring um, family members and different uh, small businesses in our area will be coming on and um, speaking about their business, how they got started. And we are here to inspire our community and get our people moving out here. I just want to thank everybody that's tuning in today. Um, before we get started, I just want to say, I just want to dedicate this show to my nephew, Keyshawn. Uh, he passed away this morning, and uh, so I'm doing this with a heavy heart right now. Uh, I want to send my love out to Keisha. Keisha, I love you. I wish yes, I could be girly. there with you right now, but I can't, so we're going to dedicate this show to Keyshawn, and we're going to get this thing started. I want to thank you once again. Let me get started. Let me start all over. This is Willpower Unsurfaced. I am Khadija Sands. I'm here with my co-host, Dawn Baines, and we are about to get this thing popping for our community. We're going to be doing community activism. Like I said, we're going to have small businesses on. We're going to be talking to the people. We're going to have y'all interact with us. We're going to be doing some fun things. So let's get started. Go, Dawn. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Please send us some feedback on Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, just we want to make this as interactive as possible. If there's a topic that you would like to hear, uh, we ask that you would send us a message, and then we'll consider it, um, do a little investigating, so that we, when we come to you, we're knowledgeable, and we're just not going off the cuff and just saying things that aren't true. Okay? Yes, so we're about to get started. Ready? I'm ready. All right. So first on our podcast, our podcast, we're going to be entertaining you, intriguing you, educating you, and letting you know what's going on in the community. So first and foremost, we are having a lot of shootings in our neighborhoods in the community. We are using, losing a lot of young people in our community, and it's 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 downright um, it's downright heartening. Um, you know, I just want to say to the people out there in the community to still have some hope, still have some faith in what's going on. We are out here trying to make some moves. We are out here trying to do things for the community, and you know, for me, I'm a person who's been through a lot. And today is a big day for me. Um, this podcast was inspired by the loss of my daughter. Um, 26 years ago, I lost my daughter. She was murdered. She was murdered. I was in a relationship. And it was domestic violence involved in a relationship. And, you know, it was an incident. And my daughter was murdered by the person that I was in this relationship with. And through all of that, you know, it was a long, hard struggle for me to get here to even be able to speak and talk to anyone 
about my situation, but I felt like I sat down on this for a long time, and I watch and I see a lot of things that's going on, and I feel like it's my time to come out and speak and let people know that there are other people that's going through things and hardships out here, not just with my situation, with all kinds of situations, and we have to be here to support each other. Um, I want to get my voice out there to the people, and anybody that went through a situation that I went through to know that there is people out here to support you, love you, and always reach out. So I'm coming out to get my voice out there to the people and let them know what me and Dawn is doing. We're going to inspire you. Willpower Unsurfaced is all about inspiring, inspiration. Unsurfacing that willpower that we all have deep inside of us. When things get down, sometimes we get down on ourselves. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to keep going. We get depressed. I know for me, I went through a long road of depression before I came. But they would even talk about what's going on with my daughter. It was a long, hard road of, you know, self-hate. Um, you know, why this happened? You know, why would God do this to me? You know, thinking, you know. When you lose your child as a mother, there's nothing, nothing that anyone can say. There's no way that you can replace this child. There's no way that you can even go back. You know, the only thing you have now is like, they were snatched from you. And now it's like, it's today. And like, what do you do? And so for any parents out there who have lost a child, just know that there is hope. It, it might take some time, but time is the best healer. And that's that's all that's all we have. And um, so we're going to inspire the people, and we're not going to keep this show. It's not going to be downtrodden. We're not going to talk about the sad things. We're going to bring some comedy. We're going to bring some people that's doing some things. And I just want you all to know that um, I appreciate everybody that's out there listening. So we'll Can I interject one second? Yes, go, Dawn. When you brought up, you mentioned your daughter, loss of your daughter, and the domestic violence. Right. So in my opinion, I feel as though it's, it's devastating to lose a child, but doing that manner at the hands of the person who yes. that you were involved with. So it's like... I'm guilty. I feel guilty, and I'm disappointed within myself for staying here. Right. But then for also inflicting this pain upon my child. Exactly. So that really is that's pain magnified. I, I just can't. I just couldn't imagine. Right. So my hand and my heart, I applaud you for coming on through there. Right. Right. <laughs> By the grace of God. <laughs> By the grace of God that you have come through there, and that yes. you have healed. You never get over the loss of a child. You never get over the loss right. of a parent. But it's just that you chose not to stay exactly. in that moment, in that emotional uh, prison right. that you allowed yourself to heal, and which we're healing every day. Because, exactly. you know, certain, the time of the year, um, the birthday, whatever it is, the season, all of that plays a part, the memories. Yeah. So, again, I applaud you. And, ladies and gentlemen, if you're in something that's abusive, please get out. Do it for yourself. Do it for your children. All right. Yes. So, on the show, we were going to be discussing the shows. We're going to break the show down into four parts. We're going to do voter education on this show. Like I said, we're going to have small business owners on the show. We're going to highlight a person from the community on our show. And at the end of the show, we're going to have an interactive um, activity for our viewers. We're going to have outrageous laws. Now, there are many outrageous laws out there. So we wanted to do something fun, put something on the end. We also want to have like a meme of the week because we know it's like a lot of much funny memes and Dawn and I, if anybody's on our social media page, they know that me and Dawn, we go hard on the memes. We like to, we like to have fun. So we're going to do a meme of the week and um, we're going to put that out there. So, um, but today is just a bio. We won't have any guests today. We just wanted to come on. This is our first show. Let you know what we're all about, what we're going to be out here doing. I have my willpower unsurfaced. Well, I have my willpower T-shirt. Um, we have a line, athletic line, willpower, athletics. It was inspired by a painting that my father painted, and this says willpower. Um, the podcast and everything, I just decided that in the memory of my daughter, in the memory of my father, that I would honor his legacy and something that he did and make something great out of it and put it together and come here and put out some willpower and give you guys some motivation for you to get your willpower out there. And so today, like I said, it's just an introduction. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go into some of the things that we'll be doing and I'm going to start with the politics. That's fine. So we're going to be we're going to just be going over the different offices in the community. We there's a lot of politicians out there. There's a lot of things going on in the community. Demographics in our area is changing. That is very important for us to understand that the demographics is changing. And what I mean when I say that is 
the areas that we live in, the population are changing. There's a lot of things where they are, um, they do redistricting. And what redistricting means is when the voters go out to vote, sometimes politicians and different entities, they put in place, they separate the votes by redistricting your area. And they may like redistrict from one side of the street to the next. And it kind of changes how it is when you vote. It changes your vote. It makes your vote less um, effective in your area because enough people may not get to vote in their area for a certain person, like a Republican or a Democrat, whatever area it could be. They redistrict you and they split your vote up. These are things that we want to talk about with the community and let them know when they're out there um, just voting and running for somebody. Understand who you're voting for. Understand the politics. So in the community, I wanted to start with the ward leaders. There are ward leaders in your community. Everyone has a ward leader in their community, and their job is to be in control of the ward where the elections are taking place. Anything that you want to know about the elections, anything like that, the how to use the um, machines and all that, those questions would be for your ward leader. They are like the first line. Now, let me, let me interject again. Go ahead. Ward leaders, uh, you and I talked about this right. offline. Uh, I, I think you told me that they're responsible for 10 blocks. Is that the, the That's the committee. That's the committee. Okay. All right. I have no idea who the ward yes. is in my area. I don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. The politicians in my ones. area, I don't really vote for them because right. I feel like they are, uh, they're grandfathered in and they have become complacent. Uh, case in point, I had some squatters next to me. Okay. They just came in. I called one I called two politicians. I'm going to remain nameless. Um, and the big one said to me, um, you have to call L&I. So I said, okay, all right, did that. Call L&I. The guy comes out, ring the bell, ring my bell, ring the, I go to the door. He says, are there people next door? I said, of course. He got in the truck and pulled off. <laughs> These people wreaked havoc wow. for two years. Nobody wanted to address the adverse a possession law. Right, right. So I was in the gallery, I'll never forget, I was in the gallery and somebody was running for office and um, I stopped him and I said, what are your thoughts on adverse possession? And he said, I have no idea what you're talking right, about. Right, he didn't even know what it was, see? So, Squatters right before this. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, so I have become disenfranchised with the people in my area. Exactly. So therefore, I'll vote for somebody I don't know as opposed to somebody I do know. Okay. So again, the ward leader, I guess I really need to find out who my ward leader is. I have no idea who the committee person is. Right. Um, I, I think... The last person that I did know that was my state rep, right? I think that's who, was Vanessa Brown Lawley. I think in your area, yeah, was yeah she was Vanessa Brown, Brown but she's she she's she's, she's, gone. Yeah, she's gone. So therefore, her replacement, I have no idea because nine times out of ten, I didn't vote for the <laughs> vote for the, <laughs> vote for the replacement. So no, matter of fact, I voted for an incumbent, somebody who was unknown. We it was a, it was a young girl. She stopped me outside and I said, "Sweetheart, what's your name?" And I went in. That's who I voted for. That's she didn't win. But um, I, she had my vote. Okay. I didn't care what she was going to do. Right. Anything she to get rid of these career <laughs> to get rid of these they career politicians. You got to go because you're not really helping the people. Right. You're not really helping the people. So that's my um, issue with that. So I'm glad that you bring this up. Right. And we'll also eventually get into what the parties represent. Exactly. Okay. So. Exactly. And so um, the war leaders, like I said, there's committee people, and the committee people they cover ten blocks each um each state rep has a certain amount of com now, now i'm going to come back next week with all that i should have had it but each state rep represents a certain amount of committee people and they they help the state rep they do things for the state representative and they also are active in the community it's important to know who your committee person is in your 10 block radius if you want to change things then um we have to start getting into politics. I know for myself, I'm, I'm gonna be perfectly anybody that knows you, me knows. I really wasn't about the politics. I always studied it ever since I was in school. I always thought it was important to know, but to actually really get involved in politics is not something that I really wanted to do because sometimes I have radical views and I think that we need drastic change. And sometimes I don't feel like um, it's going to happen, but I believe with the demographic changes, that things can definitely change and that we should look into politics now because if you're not going to join it, then at least understand. Right. Understand Right. Understand politics. Right. It's important to understand because you don't have to vote. You don't want you, you don't want to vote, but understand 
what it means to you and your community if you don't, how it's affecting you. So you want so to be an informed voter. You want to be an informed uh, constituent whether you vote or not. I'm sorry? Gotcha. So you want to, you know, so you just want to make sure that you know who you're dealing with and you know who you're voting for. So that's that's a big part of this podcast, voter education. I'm just going out there and voting for different people. Know what the re state representatives do. Um, you know, after the committee person, there'll, there'll be the state rep I'll be talking about. And the state representative, they actually put the bills in place. When you have a problem in your area or in your community and you want something addressed, you want to think a law should be changed, or if you feel the law should be changed, then you would go to, go to your state rep, you would tell them what your concern was. I want this law to be changed. I feel like the schools aren't doing X, Y, Z. They should be doing this. And how do we do this? And you go to your state representative, because they're your constituents, and you go to them, and you tell them what you want. And they put in bills. They put the bills in place. And the bills are what turns into laws. So understanding who your committee person is, your state representative, and explaining your needs, your wants, and what you would like to see happen in your community is very important, and we need to engage, and we need to not be fearful of politics anymore. Um, schools are closing down everywhere in the city. I know, I, I'm, I mean, I'm from South Philly, and um, the schools that I went to, my high school is closed, my elementary school is closed. Um, there's about two schools left in my immediate area where I grew up at. And when my grandchildren couldn't even go to school in South Philly, they had to go out in Chester to a charter school and um, because there's no schools here. And how can we not have schools in our community? Like, we're not going to have schools for our children to go to. It's like, you know, but it's all politics. So these are the things that we need to talk to our politicians about. So we don't about. have public schools. Well, we I'm... I'm going to say public schools, and I don't want to say no schools. I'm, but see, the thing with the charter schools is, although I, I'm not against charter schools, I love charter schools, I think charter schools bring a lot. Mm -hmm. I work for a charter school, and I really, you know, love the way it was designed, what Dr. Booker did to bring to the community at that school. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, the public schools is the money that the taxpayers is paying for. I agree. And then I don't care if they got charter schools or not. It's a lot of money out there that ain't explained between the ed Department of Education between them trying to make it seem like the school district is giving all the money to the charter schools when actually, in actuality, the school district o oversees the charter school money. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and we have to understand this. You know, they, 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 they know what's going on here. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. I think that we'll have better public schools if we get a better curriculum, if we get some smaller class sizes, if we really get our students some... Um, tools that's really going to teach them to be successful in their educational pursuits, like uh, expand our um, special education services. Right. Um, like I said, the smaller, for me, I think the main thing is the smaller class size. My son was in, I'll never forget, he was in, I think, kindergarten, and I can't call the teacher's name, but anyway, the, the class was really large, and Vontag was sitting in the back. Mm -hmm. No, I'm sorry, he was sitting in the front. He was in the back. Well, anyway, and, and um, they tested him, and he was advanced. So she brought him to the front. And I said, why would you do that? She said, I moved his seat. I said, why? She said, because he doesn't require any help. And I said, okay, well, I think that you should mix the kids, merge right. them together. Absolutely. Don't separate them because there's this bias. Well, this group of kids doesn't need anything. This group of kids, they, they need all of my attention. No, 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 no. Mix them because the kids learn sometimes from their peers. Right. It can be positive reinforcement. Right. So I think that we re really need to look at uh, the whole structure of the classroom, that whole dynamic, in addition to the curriculum, and making sure our teachers are, have the necessary tools that they need to really teach our right. kids. And then I also feel like this, that you cannot just leave it all to the teachers. Absolutely. So there is some parental responsibility. I think sometimes that these kids, they, they're just inundating them with all this homework, which is ridiculous, doesn't mean that they're really absorbing the information. Right. You're just giving them some stuff, and they're just memorizing and mimicking what they saw. No, make sure that they're able to process and really absorb what you're teaching them. Um, my son had visual spatial, which is a, a learning disability. So what did I do? I went to the Quaker School at Horsham. I did my rounds. Right. I didn't you got to do your research. <laughs> How much Absolutely. money it was going to cost me. School out, media, I was out there. I said, my baby going to get some help because right. he's going to soar because I'm going to set him up exactly. to succeed. And he was in the fifth grade and the, um, 
this teacher told me, she said, your son is in college material. Well, everybody knows me. No, I don't play about mine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was literally, miss, I will beat your ass. <laughs> I know, that's right. Because they don't how know what to say, you? right? Yeah, exactly, how dare you? Like, and how you put a child down, how you kill a child's spirit, you know what I mean? And it's, this was the cook at every school I took him to. Those that help children who learn differently said your son doesn't have a problem. Right. Just get him some tutoring. Just get him some tutoring. That's all. That's all. Same thing with my son. I'm, listen, I took my son from Philadelphia, and um, I took my son from Philly, moved him to Williamsport, Pennsylvania. We moved up there. I think he was in the fifth grade. We went up there. And up there, they don't keep the children in special education if they don't need to be there. They literally test them like they should be tested, and if they don't belong in that class they take them out of there they only put them where they needed to be and he was in special education here in the city in every class when I took him up Williamsport he was in one special education mm -hmm. class and he thrived mm -hmm. out there so you know it's important when it comes to the education system that that is important the curriculum and also when it comes to the subsidized testing you know the subsidized testing is political it's gender I mean it's a uh, geographical based learning and you know our head our, a lot of our kids have a lot of problems doing those SAT tests and stuff like that but it's only because not because they don't know the word it's because the word the verbiage exactly. it's the verbiage exactly. it's not that they're not educated enough to understand or that they, they can't get it it's that maybe some words that you use that you know they ask questions about the Vatican and things like that on our kids don't really know anything about the Vatican because they're not exposed to it so it's not that they wouldn't know it's just that if your child is not exposed to a particular thing, then how would they actually even know, you know what I'm saying, about the Vatican or the Pope if they Baptist, they go to a Baptist church or they Muslim or something like that. Um, they wouldn't know about the Vatican, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's you know, and that, that's, that's, all, that's all politics.
we're going to do. So we're going to take a break. We're going to get take a few minutes break to put a little soft music in the background, and we'll be right back at you. Thank you. Let's make some noise for Stop Being Drunk. So you see me rocking low in levers. I'm steady tackling my old endeavors and I hold Berettas to keep a cold aesthetic in the coldest weather. Reppin' the acapella, who the lost tracks with Sedan and L. I be kicking raps in my pockets well. The rap pioneer, double L, niggas in the flyers gear. Chillin' with your shorty, yes, she buyin' beer. Cuzzlin' a whole case. I'm so lace, I hold papes. The run the hoes chase through your whole state. I'm high gravity, you die tragically. Tryna battle me or even tryna grab the mic after me. I bring the old school back on you young cats who wear a mini skirts while you kicking them punk raps the booze brothers and we best women we career villains so be aware we don't spare feelings sipping on Bacardi Raz rocking the army flag starving back about the ruby up a Bob Marley hash I'm so tilted at the wheel they had to call a cab on the ass swerving up against the curb about to crash fresh Tino slacks threatening needle patch on the front of your shirt get snatched off your people's back I put three in that amigo hat hacking diesel with joining us thank you uh we're back we're back welcome back to willpower <laughs> uncircles we're back and talk a little bit about um some things that are going on in the community i myself i have a nonprofit organization called brothers and sisters sharing where we all come together collectively um there is no big person or little person we're all brothers and sisters and we share not only our time but our resources we share our information of what it is that uh, we do and to help the betterment of our brother and our sister which would be you so during this time, um, I do have an Instagram page. It's called Brothers and Sisters Outreach. We do several things over the course of the year. Um, but my Instagram page, we uh, I post several times a day. I post, yeah, several times a day. I post any job information, school information, feeding programs, um, anything that's going to benefit others. So please make sure that you check that out. And I also do support other um nonprofit organizations and it's important there are so many hidden gems that are in your area that you have no idea um, and there are people that you're walking down the street walking right on by who may have clothes sitting waiting for you for those in need uh, we do I'll go into prison I'll go into shelter I don't care because it's not about me it's about my brother and my sister right. that I'm meeting a need so I implore you to do some digging, do some investigating, find out what resources are in your community that you are not aware of. Sometimes you just need some information. You just need a name. And if you get the name, the person's name, the resources that you need is tied to that person. So again, find out who's in your area and make it work. Okay, all right. Yeah, find out who's in your area. I know I'm in, I'm, where I live, it's, it's, uh, it's me, and I'm quite sure there are other 
organizations that I am not aware of that are in my area. Like, let me see, PEC does a whole lot. Um, I'm trying to think who else. See, that's the only one I really know. Yeah. No. Then I have friends who does, they do different outreach, uh, types of outreach as well that you wouldn't know anything about. But again, there are people in the community who is willing to share their time, their talent, their resources for the betterment of our people. I have one friend, um, he's a big brother to me, Keith Duckett. This man is major. He is a tree in the community. <laughs> he's loaded. He's a wealth of information, a well of information, a well of information. He connect. He's connected to everyone, but you would never believe it unless you sit and hold, hold, hold the conversation right. with him. So again, know who your people are. Know who your allies are. Like I said, you need one person, one name, to get to where you need to get to. Okay. And also, um, I want to send a shout out to my girlfriend Yvette Thompson. Um, Yvette Thompson, she was be running for state representative in 185th district. She's one of my closest friends. She's like a sister to me, um, and I was helping her, you know, with her election and running with her working on her campaign. We are so uh, proud of Yvette. We are so and proud of Yvette. Hand. Yes, give Yvette a round of applause. We love you, Yvette. Yes, we do. And um, I know she's out there. I know she's out there watching. I, I just want to say, you know, Yvette had a challenge on her ballot. And this is where this is what I want to, you know, where I'm coming when I talk about us understanding politics and what's going on. So Yvette ran for state representative in 185th district two years ago. She was a write-in candidate. And when you're a write-in candidate, you are, you don't get on the ballot. The people have to come in and write your name on the ballot, and it has to be counted manually. Well, write-in ballots don't really work that well. I think about only they said only about seven percent get counted. So if you're getting written in and um, they're only counting 7%, the odds of you actually winning their office, they're not great at all. And for me for me personally, I worked the polls with Yvette that year. I know that she had more than what they said she did because I assisted people in the vote and she didn't get the count. So that's why I'm saying when it comes to politics, you got to pay attention to what's going on because I was there front line. So when I seen that they said she only had this many, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, that's impossible because I was standing right there and I saw it. But I just want to give a shout-out to Yvette. You know, um, anybody that knows Yvette knows Yvette's a quiet type. That's not her thing. You know, her, she don't really get out there and talk to the people. So when she said that she wanted to run for state rep, I was, like, right in there. With I'm like, let's go. I'm, I'm there with you, E. And I wanted to help her so much more. But, you know, life gets in the way of us doing what we want to do sometimes. But she got challenged, like I said, she got challenged on a ballot. Now, the last time she got challenged by the incumbent, this time she got challenged by somebody else in the community. And, you know, so she's, she, she, did our, she did her thing, and she went out there, and she has her foundation called the Lena Horn Youth Foundation. She does a lot of things for the youth. She does a lot of things in the community. And although she won't be in the race for state rep again this year, she's still going to be out there in the community looking out and helping people out. So look for her. Her name is Yvette Thompson. And we love you, E. You guys support her. Follow her on Facebook. Follow her organization on Facebook. Yes, yes. follow her organization. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I wanted to get um, into uh, something else that we're going to be doing. So the next week, my cousin is coming on the show. Um, his name is Don Miller. He has a clothing line called Rock Paper Denim. He's going to be the first person that I highlight on the show as a small business and owner in the city. Um, he's my very own cousin. He's my grandmother's nephew, and he has had his line for quite some time. Now, I'm going to say, like, 15 years, maybe a little longer, but he's going to come on next week. He's going to talk about all about his business, how he got started, and how we should propel the youth to doing some things on their own, and he also will be personally helping his cousin get her things off the ground. So, like I said, we're going to highlight business owners. And another thing I wanted to say to my audience, um, if you have people out there who have, you know, gone through some things, had some things that, you know, they feel like they want to open up and share some personal tragedies in their life, or even people who started a business, you know, they got something to offer, something that they want to share with the community, um, let them inbox me. Give them my information. We need to have guests on the show. I'm looking to have people from the community, um, you know, in Philadelphia and outside globally if so anybody who has a story something they feel like they want to share like they missed their time or you know they felt like they didn't want to talk about it, they, they want to get it out now I'm open so and I'm looking to help people get their stories out and also I want to send a, um, a shout out to Gloria Ward um, Gloria 
is a um, lady I met, actually met her over the internet. The internet is a great place. People talk about the internet, and the internet can be a bad place, but the internet can also open you up to worlds away from yourself. I met Gloria on the internet. She has a um, platform called the Loving Me Project. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook. And her story is to inspire one million women to tell their story. There are so many women out here that are going through things, through triumphs, who have overcame things, and we're trying to get back on board, start our own business, support our community. And Gloria is one of those people who opened up her platform. She inspired me to really take my chance. Like, I have been thinking about doing this for a long time. And um, she, I saw her, you know, project. I reached out to her. She reached out. She was, she was very open with me, very honest. She was really a great person. I spoke on her podcast about what happened with Nidera, which I will, you know, possibly get into in the podcast at a later date. And um, she really was very receptive of me, and she supported me. So I want you guys to get a chance to support Gloria. Her name Gloria Ward, and again, it's the Loving Me Project, and I will be having on her on my show here sometime in the near future. Oh, we're also going to um, Crystal uh, Vaney. This is an invite to you to come, and she made this shirt, Women Are Winning, and she has a book out called Sis, You Got This. So we're going to invite Crystal Beanie out to come and sit and share her story um, of triumph, of transition with us, with all of us. Um, I am big on going after your dreams, uh, pursuing whatever it is that you want to pursue, your education, whatever it is. Do not be afraid or do not allow fear to dictate what you can and cannot do. Right. So that's the thing that we have to become unparalyzed, unfrozen, right. and say, you know what, I'm going to take a chance. Right. Everything that I've done thus far, I just was like, I'm, I'm going to do this. Yes. Gonna, nothing beats a failure but nope. a try. Nope. And if I fail, I'm going to learn in the process. That's, that's what you So we're here, and we're learning in the process. Yep. We're going to learn as we go. And eventually we'll get, we'll perfect it. But at the moment, we're here. We're doing something that we wanted to do, and we, we're here and we're sharing it with you. So let this podcast... Um, let it um, provoke you. Let it encourage you to step out and to do something that you've really been wanting to do. Yes. Do your homework <laughs> because everybody's not going to give you information for free. But, yeah. again, it all, it's all in who you know. We thank God for connections. <laughs> you know, um, but the thing is to go get it. Whatever it is you want to do, yeah. whatever it is you want to be, go do it. Go be it. Go, 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 go. Because you have to leave something for your children. And you have to, we're getting older. Social Security might not be around. <laughs> listen, I'm not listen, working until I'm 75. I'm ready to I'm not. Today. I'm a child. Listen, I'm on semi-retirement. <laughs> and I'm kind of liking it, but I'm bored. Right. So I got to go back to work. <laughs> right, right. You got to find something so else to do. I got to find something else to do. But that doesn't stop me from doing, from from working my career and also having building my own other career, right. which will take me into my retirement right. to make sure that I'm retired and I'm retiring well. I don't just want to retire and get $2,000 a month. No. I need some money. Money. <laughs> Miss, I like to eat. Miss <laughs> Plumpness likes to eat. Miss Plumpness like, go like to that. good restaurants. Listen, I like okay? the, the island, so, you then know. I like to travel, but I like to eat. I want to sit down and pay $200 for a meal. <laughs> And I might have a martini or two on the side. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, because that's, that's my for that's, that's me. That's what you want. So I need to be able to uh, afford and maintain my standard of living. Exactly. And $2,000 a month is not going to help uh, me. It's not, not going to help Not at all, because my grandmother always told me I had Kmart pockets, but John wanted to make it. John want to make it. Taste with Kmart pockets. Remember they used to say, yeah. John want to make his taste with Kmart. That was Listen, me. I always, I'm my grandmother said, you get them shoes. Where you going, John want to make it? You ain't even got no money. I got to ask her <laughs> for John want to make it. I know, you know, and you know, it's so funny. I think about it now as a child, like, you really want her to buy you shoes out of John want to make it? You selfish little, you selfish. You selfish. She bored them, though. See, that's the habit when you get spoiled. See, they go, they fuss at you, but yeah, then they go out yeah. and buy you. I right? always said that when I grow up, that I wanted to work Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I wanted all Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday so I can travel. Shh, sound like me. So I can travel. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if that meant once a month I'm on a plane somewhere, Trying to go. then so be I got to go. I can't be 
confined. I don't like being boxed nah, in. Nah, 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 I'm nah, a little nah, bit of a nah, free nah, spirit. Nah, I'm definitely a free spirit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's that's why I'm here right now because, you know, ever since I was a kid, like, on some real stuff, I think Brady Bunch, like, really messed my head up when I was a kid. Mm. Because I I used to watch that and I used to be like once I'm like when I get sixteen I'm gonna get me a car type mm-hmm. time and my mm-hmm. mom had killed my dream mm-hmm. with the reality <laughs> you know what I mean because I was I was talking to her I'm like mom when I get sixteen I'm gonna get my car Shilla was like uh what like, was, who told you that I thought that's what Carol is Carol you you won't live with Carol and Mike huh let's get it you know that's the reality of it so. You know, that we can't probably can't be letting our kids get too much into their television. You know what I'm That's saying? True. Because That's I, true. I had a wake up call. I thought I was going. I thought that it was a rite of passage for you to get a car when you turn 16, because that was they said on the Brady. But bar. remember, they lived in the suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I see. I wasn't even thinking that, about that part. That's for suburban kids. That's for suburban kids. I'm suburbanites, right, and right, that's not for right. us hoodites. <laughs> so that's why, so that's why I'm here right now, cause I still ain't get my, you know, I still got, I still got the, I got that billion dollars waiting to come out of me, and I ought to get it out because you know I ain't living right out here. I, I need Listen, some walking. Listen, you turned sixteen. It was go go. It was go to work, and and and, and put some money, put put some put some money on this bill. Yeah, but you know what I learned from working from people, and don't don't get me wrong. I anybody that knows me know, Khadija done had a thousand jobs. I done did this. I done did that. But I never really wanted to work for nobody. That's why I never really stayed committed. And people are like, oh, you work for SEPTA? Yes, I work for SEPTA. I work for Pico. I work for a lot of different places. But that's not that's that's not what I really wanted to do. Like, I always wanted to just do me. I always wanted to just do Khadija. I always wanted to just go out there and motivate my people, start a business of my own, hey, leave something for my grandchildren. I got five grandkids and one on the way. Like, these kids better slow down. So you know, and I want to I want to be able to leave a legacy out there for my grandchildren, so that they not they don't have to struggle. Like I hope I did. have grandkids. I'm telling you, you I don't have some. I don't know. <laughs> Honest <laughs> but, to God, well, I, I think you will. My son, I never thought my son was. I thought my son wasn't gonna handle kids, and my son had a baby. My son, my son, girlfriend got you know when his girlfriend got pregnant. I'm like my son, like you having a baby soon? Like wow, like nah, I thought he had kids, but. My son, I ain't think he's going to have He only yet. like kids, they about three years old. That's all my son. <laughs> he be like, you know. Get your he even told me like, you you might be old, old by the time I have some kids. <laughs> <laughs> so You're going to be a real grandma. Like I'm a real grandma. Real grandma. <laughs> but guess what? Vontae, no, I don't babysit. Look. I don't, baby, I don't. I don't babysit. The one you want to babysit. I don't. Though. I don't babysit. See, and that's because you ain't got no grandkids. But wait, no, this is what I told him. This little girl he was dating, her mother called me and said, oh. Your son came to my house, and uh, my daughter pregnant. So she was real huffy. And I said, okay, <laughs> what you want me to do? I said, but y'all invite him over there, right? She said, yeah, but I went to sleep. He said, well, they kids, oh, they're teenagers. You gonna let what do sleep? you want me to do? <laughs> you gonna let him go so to I said, sleep. I'm going to tell you what. I said, I hear what you're saying. That's mama's baby. Papa's mate. <laughs> I sure did. That woman, she cussed me out. I, I said, listen, miss, he don't have, he doesn't have a job. <laughs> he doesn't he have an money. education, okay? <laughs> he doesn't have any money. He broke. I don't buy milk and diapers for nothing that I didn't push out. And she said, what'd you say? I said, I don't buy milk and diapers for nothing I didn't push out. He's going to be crying. The baby's going to be <laughs> they crying. All, they all Your daughter's going to be crying. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be crying. Man. <laughs> Me, mom, is going out the door, okay? <laughs> See you later. Because you didn't have to do this. But guess what? We don't have no kids. My son would tell you to this day, my mom don't babysit. If I get one of my nephews or, or whatever, I, I, I send them back. I don't keep them for See, you. Got to keep, and see, you know them. what it is with me? I Well, I love the kids. I don't know. I'm not I do. I love them. Yeah, I'm, I but love my, the kids. My, they, but they, when you get old, like, it's, 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 see, that's the thing. When we get almost like our age, like, I be 50 in April. Like, I ain't really got time for no kids to be crying. But I love the kids. So I get them, I get them over there, and then, you know, after they drive me crazy for a while, they, they got to go. They got to go. I ain't got yeah, that they, much. They, 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 this much. They, this, this was the thing. My mother used this, to get this much. my niece and nephews, and she would, she would say, um, they say, Mama, we hungry. You know, she said, up, go son? tell Dawn to get up and fix y'all something to eat. <laughs> so you know what I said? I said, wait a minute. I ain't get these kids. <laughs> Dawn I ain't eat babysitting. Wait a minute. They ain't no Dawn eat cake and ice cream. <laughs> okay, it's cereal. <laughs> okay. So they said, um, I don't Dawn eat cake Mom and ice cream. said, you got to fix it. I said, no. You tell your mama to get up. To get up. She got to go fix it. <laughs> get up. Fix something to eat. My mother used to say, you horrible. 
I didn't send for these kids. <laughs> they wasn't on my time. Okay. Wait a minute. Okay. I didn't send Wait for these I kids. I ain't bring them here. Okay. You wanted these here? kids. You babysit. Right. I'm not right. babysitting. My youngest nephew is just turned two. He doesn't like me. I look at him. He's <laughs> What you do to him? I did not. He, he came out the wound side eye. And two days old, he was giving you the side eye. This baby is mean. Okay. He This baby... He's a leaper. He's a few, we few days apart. I ain't never seen nothing like this baby. I look at him if I call Facetime. He give his mother the phone. He say here. Or he'll, if he'll take and slap the phone. I said, "Hey, stinker." You pinched though. I ain't did nothing, but I am going to pinch <laughs> you. You going to pinch him? I am going to pinch him. Yeah, but I'm telling you, and I would get him, but no, mm-mm, uh-uh. I'll keep you for an hour. You going to hear somebody say go to school? Well, by the time you have your grandbaby, you going to be babysitting because you probably going to be. You know, you gonna you gonna be chilling. No, so. I'm gonna be flying. I'm going on a plane. <laughs> Look at the. I'm gonna, you gonna be like the old lady that lived on a cruise ship. Doing yes, retirement. Yes, yes. <laughs> she listen, just said she had no apartment. This she is what I do. When ship. I go away, I don't tell anybody I'm going away. I say, Vontae, go in the basement, get my suitcase. Bring me a suitcase. He said, When you leaving? I say, Soon. He said, Soon. How long are you gonna be gone? When I get back? Right. Within three days, that suitcase come upstairs. I pack it and I just sit in the hallway. I books an early morning flight. He sleep. I go down upstairs and I go out there. Before he wake up. Before he wake up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't be playing. No, he like, Naja, Naja. I went out of town a couple weeks ago. She on my phone like, I, she call, I'm in the car, I'm on the road. She like, where you at, Ma? I'm on my way. She like, you left out of town and didn't tell me. Yeah. I'm the mother. Yeah, I'm listen, the mother. I'll be I'm out. The I'm going, when you come, he texts me. When you coming back? Whenever. I see you when I get back. I said, you all right? You got insurance card and all that. Just you, you fine? Even, <laughs> I'm horrible. You know, I'm not Amy's be so funny. Grandma. They don't be wanting to tell us where they be, though. Okay. But they be on our tops when okay. we live out the door. I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't be a good yes, grandma. Yes, I, I yes. love the children, but I, I just don't yes, think I would be. Uh, now, hopefully, if I ever get married, the Lord bless me to get married. If my husband got some grandkids, then, you know. No, you going to get grandkids by proxy. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's it. I, I, feel I, feel, I feel better. I feel better. Especially if you some girls in there, because I don't have any girls. But some girls in there, listen, we out. We out. Tell you, come on, tell your granddaddy, give us some money, and we out. Run that, we mama. out. We out. I'm that kind of Let's mama. Let's get that I'm that, I'm, I'm that kind of mama. Now, see, now, I ain't gonna lie, I am the shopping mama. My listen, my grandson Hamed, this this little boy right here, Hamed, he love money. This guy asked me to take him to the store to get a Monopoly game. So I said, okay, we go down Burlington Colfax, we go get the Monopoly game. He wanna play, so we get the Monopoly game. Now we ready to play Monopoly. Now we get the Wakanda, cause you know I'm like pro black. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. my thing. So we get the we get the Wakanda Monopoly game. We set the game up. He want to be the banker. Now he ate, but he all about the money. Mm-hmm. He want to he want to be the banker. So I said, okay, you can be the banker. So I'm telling him what to do, how to separate the money, blah blah blah. He say, I gave him his pile, and then I gave him the bank. So he like, well, wait a minute, ain't the bank my money? I said, no 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 no, <laughs> the bank not your money. The bank is for you to take the people, buy properties, and the this is your money right here. He said, "Well, I don't want to play." Oh, he don't want. Guess what he do? He take the monopoly money, rubber bands each pile up separate, and puts it in his pocket. See, he don't want to play monopoly. He just like money. <laughs> so he felt like he was gonna be the banker and have way right, more right, money right, than everybody right, right. else. He want profile. <laughs> he want. It's send him young. It's send him young. It's send him young. Listen, we got to curtail that. Come on, we, we got to we got to bring him in. Come on, Hamed. Well, no. well Hamed realized that money wasn't his, and that bank ain't belong to him. It was all best off because sure. he knew he was getting a Bugatti. He said, well, I'm, I'm, "I'm giving me a Bugatti." He said, "The bank is mine." He like Aston Martin, eight years old, and he will not. And do you know every time he come in the door, we cannot play Monopoly. Hamed still got the money, rubber band up separate. And the money, re- and when he come in the door, the money go in his pocket. We can't even play Monopoly. He never wanted to play Monopoly. He just wanted the money. You know, that's that's a, that's a good segue here because to teach about teaching children financial, financial independence. A- absolutely, absolutely. One thing, my dad's been dead um, tw- I think about twenty two years, and the only thing my fa- my father was excellent with money. That's the right, one my dad thing too. I, I miss about him. Um, and the only thing he would always say to me: You get a job. Make sure you can take care of yourself. Save you some money. Get your 401k. A lot of stuff he would say because I had my own issues with him. It would go in one ear and out the other. I'd be like, I don't want to hear that mess. Right. But the first thing I did was when I got a good job, I opened a 401k. 401k, right, right. Um, so now I teach, I, you know, 
Devontae, my nephews. I try to teach everybody. Put a little love away. Right. Put a, l- put, a, put, put a little love away, and Absolutely. it will carry you. Um, there's a, a group that I follow on Instagram mm. called All Star Vending, and they have, um, let me see if we can get them here. Okay. Where they go in into the little school, the elementary schools, mm-hmm. and they teach financial literacy. Right. They teach them about, they uh, partner with a bank that the kids can uh, learn how to save money, but also um, tie it into vending machines and how to invest. Exactly, because that's a good hustle right there, them vending machines. So I think that they would be great to get on, and that's something that, that we can present to our uh, viewers. Absolutely. But again, it's our children need to see that. They absolutely do. They need um, to see that. And also, when it comes to financial um, independence, my family and I, we have a, um, we have a, a investment company. And it's called Roots of Progression. Now, we actually just went out there and started this investment company. We didn't know what we was doing. Donald Trump was winning the election that year. Everything was looking bleak. And being as though I'm a person who like really like watch the stock market and know a little bit about it. And my dad fussed about it with me and my sister so much. Like, before my dad passed away, my father passed away, he really wanted us to get into the stock market. But he really wasn't big on teaching us how to do it. He mm-hmm. just fussing, mm-hmm. us, fussing at us mm-hmm. about getting it. So, you know, once he passed away... I was looking into some things, and he had left some stuff, you know, to us and whatever. So I was like, I told my family, let's get together, and let's let's start an investment club because I had looked into, and it was easy. So we all got together, put twenty dollars a month together, started an investment club. We in our third year, we got about thirty-five stocks in our portfolio, and I just, you know, people need to know it's not that hard. We really don't know what we're doing, but we're doing. But you're doing. We're doing. But it. you're doing. We're and doing that, it. that's yep. that's that's a good thing, you know. My dad had me as a um, card holder for, I think it was J.C. Penney's. Um, and he, if whatever I used, when the bill came in, he wanted, like, double the payment. Or he wanted me to spend, give him half of what I spent. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? That's not how this works. Right. But in his mind, he was right. He was teaching He was you, teaching yes. me yes. about credit card utilization. Right. He said, if I'm not right. using the card, you're right. using the card. No, and you're, you're, you're overusing it. it. Yes. You're overusing yes. it. He had perfect credit. He said, yes. oh, my God. So, again, now as old as I am. Some things that he said, it makes sense. Right. And then along this journey, the time that he's been gone, I have instituted things that I exactly. have been able to carry myself. Exactly. Because as a, a woman, I always believe that a woman should be able to take care of herself, sustain herself, whether she's married, single, divorced, widow, whatever her situation is. Yeah. That if somebody doesn't say, here, this is for you, I'm okay. Right. Because I'm okay. not going to miss it. Because I'm, I'm okay. Because anyway. I'm going to eat anyway. Exactly. exactly. Thank you for your few dollars. But, but, uh, Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that's our time, Dawn, and we are coming to the close of our show. I just want to thank everybody out there that listened to us, everybody oh, that, that tunes in. I want to thank Toucan. I want to thank all the people here at the Doctor's Studio for having us, and we will see you next week at 6.